0: Right, some years ago, I was on a coach trip. I was in Sudan. Does anybody know where Sudan is? Yeah, Helen knows. It's in Africa, yeah. And I was traveling from Khartoum to Kadugli. This is about 25 years ago, and there was no road. And the coach was driving through the desert. And some uh, weeks before, a coach had been driving through the desert, And uh, it had got lost and the people on the coach died so anyway I'm on this coach traveling from Khartoum through the desert just sand 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 and hot sun sitting on this crowded coach and suddenly the coach broke down (sighs) and I was really 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 worried I thought oh dear we're stuck in the desert but fortunately the driver got out, of the, got out of the coach, lifted the bonnet, conked away, and mended the coach, and we were on our way again. So that's why I'm here today. But I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what you would take with you, children, if you, this is the stuff I had with me, if you were going to be in the desert for days and days and days and days, broken down, and you could choose three things to take with you, To have with you, what three things would you have with you if you had to spend a long time in the desert? Would you take money, mobile phone, water, your clothes in a suitcase, a torch, or some bread? You can choose three things. Who wants to come and choose? Okay, you come and choose. What three things would you choose? A torch and some bread. Oh, and some water. Would everybody choose those three things? No, okay, what would you, you put your things, bread and water and a torch, what would you choose? Oh, I'm not sure how it works. I'm not sure even whether it does work. That's the trouble with torches. Oh, it works. Fortunately, you'll be able to see at night in the desert. You choose bread and water and your clothes, would you? Right. (laughs) What would you choose? Money, phone, water, <laughs> torch, and bread. Oh, he'd choose a lot of things. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a wise guy, wise guy. Why would you choose, why would you choose, um, why would you choose um, who chose a torch? Who, why would you choose money? Oh, I've not got a pocket. <laughs> why would you choose money, I wonder? For shopping, who knows whether you can to shop trade. in the desert? To trade. To, trade. For tr- to trade, I think you could trade with some Bedouins that were coming by in the desert, wise choice. Why would you choose a torch? Yes, if it was nighttime, if it was nighttime so you could see, see your feet, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Why would you choose clothes, who choose clothes? For camping, okay. Which, who chose the suitcase? Yeah? You can wear clothes, right. And who would choose a phone? Who would choose a phone? Yes, why would you choose a phone? To keep ringing, to keep, ringing, to keep in contact with people. <laughs> and water. But you know what you all chose? You all chose bread and water. Why did you choose bread and water? Yes. If you don't eat. Yeah, you could die. If you don't have water for about, how long? For about three days? I think you die. And if you don't have food, you can last for about 21 days. 21 days, I think, without food, but you would die. You need these two things to keep yourself alive. That's really important, and that's what you chose. Well done. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. The children of Israel were walking through the desert. Uh, God had rescued them. He'd rescued them from slavery, and they were walking like, like a lot of migrants do today. They're having to walk a long way to get to the promised land. And there they were, walking through the... And they, they ran out of food, they ran out of bread, and they ran out of water. And they grumbled a bit to Moses, and Moses spoke to God about it. And you know what God did? He sent them some special bread called manna. And every morning they went out and they gathered this bread in. And this bread didn't last if they left it, they didn't pick it up. If they tried to store it in the cupboards, it would just spoil. It would go, all the worms would get to it. So they had to go out every day and get their manna. You know, um, and, and it was a sign to them every day that God was taking care of them. They had to trust every day that God would be there and take care of them. They had to trust that every day there would be food there for them. And they did. And God kept his promise, and he took them all the way through the desert. And, they, and the Jewish people, they remembered for years and years and years to come how God had provided bread like manna, not hovis quite, but almost, and water for them from a rock while they were in the desert. One of my favorite books... Um, is, I think, is it? I can't see the, the screen at all, but one of my favorite books is called Sleeping with Bread. Sleeping with Bread. Is it, is it on the screen? Yeah? Holding What Gives You Life. And it's a strange title, but it tells, it, it's called that, it's, a, it's not about, it's not a ch- children's book actually, but it's called Sleeping with Bread because after the World War, there were lots of, in, during the war, there were lots of orphans on the streets lots and lots of orphans, and they, they had no food, they, they, they didn't know where their parents were, and every day they were hungry, and there's children in our world today in war areas who are hungry, very hungry, and they, they didn't know where their food was going to come from. Anyway, they were rescued and taken into an orphanage, but they found that the children couldn't sleep. Every night the children were awake. They They couldn't sleep at night. Anybody here can't sleep at night? Well, um, the psychiatrist or psychologist there, um, he said that the reason that they can't sleep is because they're worrying. It's not that they were hungry because they'd been fed, but they were worrying, will I have enough food for tomorrow? Will I have enough food for tomorrow? Will I be loved tomorrow? Will I have this shelter tomorrow? They were worrying. And so they decided to do this. They gave every child a little loaf of bread, which they put under their pillow. <laughs> this is a true story. Put under their pillow at night. And the, pill- and the bread was like a promise. Tomorrow you won't be hungry. Tomorrow you'll have this shelter. And and they called the book Sleeping with Bread. Holding on to what gives you life. Holding on to what gives you life. They needed to know that they were safe and secure. Well, many people, you know, um, uh, hold on to the wrong things. They think things give them life. Now, last week, I played Monopoly with my grandson. Does anybody know what the aim of Monopoly is? you older ones, what's the aim of Monopoly? To win, and how do you win, how do you win? Yeah. You, you do what, Yeah, you get all the money, you get all the property and all the money, that's how you win. And has anybody, anybody played Game of Life? Game of Life, I think that's still around. I think it's come out again actually where you go you go all through life you try to get a job you try to get married you try to get children you, I think you get a little pram don't you and you try to get and eventually you retire and the point of the game is not to be the first one round the board the point of the game is to get rich <laughs> It's get rich, yeah, get rich. And, some, and sometimes I think that's what we're teaching our children that the point of life is to get rich, have children, and um, um, have a nice house or whatever. But that's not, what, that's not what gives us life. That's not what gives us life. And Jesus knows that, and Jesus came to try to tell people what gives them life, what they need to hold on to to give them life. We're going to watch the story from the Bible now about Jesus. Listen carefully about what gives you life.
1: The crowds earnestly looked for Jesus and finally found him on the other side of the Sea of Capernaum. Just the day before, Jesus had miraculously fed all of them with only a couple loaves of bread and some fish, and while it had satisfied them at the time, they returned to him hungry. But this is why they sought Jesus so desperately, not for who he was, but because he had amazed them at what he had done. The miracle reminded them of the days of Moses, when the nation of Israel was nourished daily with bread from heaven. Perhaps Jesus, like Moses, could usher in a new age for their people. Jesus spoke to the crowd, You worked so hard to find me, but only so you could ask me for bread that satisfies a short while. Why aren't you looking for the bread that will satisfy you forever? Bread that satisfies forever? Many in the crowd began to wonder how they could get this miraculous bread from God. They asked Jesus, What works of God must we do in order to get this bread? Jesus replied, I am sent from God. Believe in me. But the crowd searched for a sign and questioned Jesus. Yes, you multiplied bread and fed thousands, but Moses brought down bread from heaven and fed millions. What great work will you do that will demonstrate that you are greater than Moses? Jesus said, You must hear me and understand this. Moses did not give you the manna. My father gave it to you, and now he has sent to you the bread of life that I speak of expressions on the faces that looked back at him were mixed some skeptical some hopeful and others simply eager to hear as they said please give us this bread always the crowd waited intently for his answer then jesus announced i am that bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me will never thirst again he spoke of his body as bread and his blood as wine. The suggestion of sacrifice disturbed and confused numbers of people who would not receive his words. In fact, many who had been following Jesus walked away from him on that very day. Jesus turned to the apostles and asked, Will you leave me as well? Peter spoke up to the others. Lord, where else would we go? You alone have the words of eternal life.
0: So, does anybody hear anything about life, where life is to be found? Or even bread? Hmm, let's think about that. The crowd who came to, came to see Jesus, they were hungry, they, they wanted change, really. And they, they, they didn't so much want something to eat, but they'd seen the miracle the day, the day before, Jesus feeding 5,000, and they came to Jesus wanting more miracles and more signs. They wanted to see something happen. And Jesus tries to tell them, you know, don't just look at being fed yesterday. Look deeper at what I'm trying to say. That's what he's trying to say to them. I want to give you something more. He said, I want to give you not food that just is here today and gone tomorrow, I want to give you food that really satisfies you. I want to give you food that leads to eternal life. And Jesus and they say, well, you know, wouldn't anybody like that food? Would you like food that gives you eternal life? Who would like food that gives them eternal life? Well, I would. And you know and, they, and they, what they said? They said, where do we get it? Where do we get it? Anybody else thinking, where do we get it? Anybody know the answer? Well, Jesus said, do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, believe in me. That was his answer to them. I'm the bread, come down from heaven, believe in me. But the people said, well, you know, we want a bit more proof. We want to see something. We want to see a miracle. And Jesus said that, like Moses did, like Moses in the wilderness with the manna, And Jesus said, God sent that manna, God sent that food, and God sends me the bread from heaven. I have come. Then he makes a stack, he says something really stunning. He says, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never go hungry, and the one who believes in me will never thirst. Well, I wonder what that means. Does it mean you never want your mum to cook again? No. No, it doesn't mean that. Does it mean you never want to get a drink of water again? No. No. So, what is Jesus talking about? Well, first of all, when he says that, the crowd would have been staggered because for the crowd, when Jesus said, I am the bread of life, as Colin told us a few weeks ago, I am was the name that that was God's given to God in the Old Testament. When people said, who are you, Lord? He said, say that I am has sent you. I am the name of God. So Jesus is saying something staggering. I am the bread of life. More staggering as well, also, in Jewish wisdom literature, actually, uh, it taught that if you, if you love the Lord and keep the law, um, wisdom will give you the bread of understanding. But it goes on to say that you will hunger for more and thirst for more. And Jesus is saying, actually, the bread I give you, you will never hunger again, you will never thirst again. Because he's saying, I am the bread of life, Jesus is life Jesus is the bread that we all need when we were distant from god jesus came to bring us back to god someone has said with all of us every one of us has got a god shaped hole inside that only god can fill and jesus came to bring us back to god jesus was born in bethlehem the house of bread and he comes to give himself to save us, the bread of life. Holding on what to, to what gives us life is not about visiting a snack bar, like coming to Jesus occasionally. It's actually holding on to Jesus and allowing Jesus to dwell in us. He wants to come and live in us, to be in us. It's the very person of Jesus that gives us life. We don't just need physical food. We have lots of other hungers and longings, I wonder what your longings are today. Just think about them. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I've felt quite lonely. <laughs> I don't know why, but all my children around me and everything else. But I felt a sort of loneliness. And perhaps it's because I, um, I don't know. I don't know why it is. And, um, and, and Jesus comes that we—that I shouldn't be lonely, that I should know his presence and his friendship and his peace inside Some of you might be feeling lack of security or anxious about health. Some of you might be worried about dying or death. When I was a child, I used to wake up in the night worried about dying when I was 11 or 12. And actually, Jesus comes to take away those things, those hungers for life, for friendship, for relationship. He comes to fill... um, And not just like, it's not just like a sort of like, oh, here's a bit of bread, here's a bit of filling, here's a bit of peace. He comes to be in us and with us, that we never hunger, that we never thirst again. So, holding on what gives us life, St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. And the only bread that can satisfy us, actually, is the life that God offers us, his very presence. Now, children, because I thought you might just have switched off a little bit just then. I have, I have put just four, four bread rolls in this church with a promise from Jesus in them. Four, there's only four. I wonder if you can find one and if you can find one, whether you can take the promise out and tell us what it says. Can anybody find one? You can find one you can move. Have we got four? If you got one, come out the front. Okay, come out the front. You come out the front because you need to. That's some promises from Jesus that I, that I sort of I put in the bread roll to just to keep with the theme.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, what's your one then, Grace?
1: I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to
0: life. Yeah. Anyone who believes in him has eternal life, crossed from death to life, not condemned. That's a great promise, isn't it? And what's your promise?
1: I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is, is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Well, That's a lovely
0: promise too from Jesus. And this one?
1: As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love.
0: Great. And, and oh, yes. Here we go. Do it together. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so you can have real and eternal life, more and better life than you ever dreamed of. John 10, verse 10. Wow. Aren't those wonderful promises? But you know, you can be. You can be. You can sit down now. If if your children are gluten-free, you need to take that away from them, I think. (laughs) If they're not gluten-free, ask your mummies. You have to ask your mummies whether you can eat it, okay? (laughs) Uh, You might want to share it, because bread's always for sharing, isn't it? Um, You know, you can be like a child looking in at a bakery window. You know, when you go to the baker's, you can smell the lovely bread. You can see the lovely bread. But actually, unless you actually go in and receive the lovely bread and eat the lovely bread, you'll never know how lovely it is. And it's really the same with Jesus. He he says if you want to receive, if you want to have eternal life, you're just simply to come to him and believe. Come taste, come see. We have a communion hymn that we sing in church, and I'm just going to read the words. It says this, Behold the Lamb who bears our sins away, slain for us. And we remember the promise made for all who come in faith, find forgiveness at the cross. So we share in the bread of life, and we drink of his sacrifice as a sign of our bonds of peace around the table of the king. And one way that we receive Jesus in our hearts is when we come to communion, we break bread together. But let's, this morning, let's um, just pause And just receive again, Jesus. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Who believes in me will never thirst. And let's ask him this morning just to feed us, to come to us and to be with us. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are indeed the bread of life. The one who satisfies all of our hungers. We pray that you will come to us this morning. Come to us and feed us. Come to us and dwell with us. Lord, we come to you. We trust you. We hold on to your promise that you give to us eternal life. Amen.